This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, man. Hold up. Because I, I got to give him a little bit of... I don't know why this shit was just speaking to me. It's bringing the vibes, you know what I'm saying? not turning it off till we get to it yeah we got sorry to, we got to <laughs> sorry <laughs> What's so funny is, nigga, that is excellent music for Lovecraft Country. My nigga, they better put some respect on my dog Childish Gambino, bro. That right there was the vibes. Like, it was funny because I was trying to think, like, I when we split the episodes, I want to make sure we give the Lovecraft episode a proper intro. Yes. And I was like, what song do I want to go with, dog? And that just stuck out to me like a sore thumb, man. Hey, uh, Familiar Voices is back. Y'all know who it is, man. Your favorite podcasters, favorite podcasters. I am Ant Wood. Welcome back to This Week in Culture, episode 120. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. the comment curator and one half of the culture. Got my brother with me, Jay. What up? What up, dog? It's your man, Jay Johnson. Uh, Jay Johnson, 313 on everything that matters. What's poppin'? And this week in culture, we review episode five of Lovecraft Country. Welcome back to Lovecraft Culture, episode three, man, where we talk about the show. We talk about theories. We talk about how right we be around this motherfucker. You really, you really. I mean, we don't like to brag or boast, but we the host that know the most, nigga. And um, yo, I man. Mean, I don't like to boast or brag. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey man, I hey, know. let's get shout right out into to, it, shout dog. Out to shout out to Ho real quick, dog, and shout out to us for being correct as fuck. Um, Jay hit me about in last Tuesday or Wednesday, and he said, "Yo, it's a theory going around. We need to check, man." He like, we gotta do our due diligence, but. Motherfuckers is saying that William is Christina, Christina is William Hine- Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel, Finkel, Finkel is Einhorn. And we was like, all right, let's look into it, man. And going down that rabbit hole, not only did we confirm that the theories were accurate enough to have a discussion, but even had some additional stuff come up um, or additional thoughts. So this episode confirmed it. William is definitely Christina. Christina is William. I'm wondering, did the chicken or the egg come first? Who the fuck really knows, nigga? So listen, man. Man. So this is a conversation that we're going to have about Lovecraft Country. Yes. Um, it don't necessarily mean that we're going to have all the answers. Hey. Um, and able to break everything down. We just talking, baby. But there were some definitely some questions that was that were raised by myself. Yeah. And I, can't, I couldn't wait to, to talk. I'm sorry, I just got a text. You got message. a wild text? You got a, I know that pause. I know that pause. My nigga looked down like, what in the Lovecraft? Um, but before we get into the episode, man, we want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody rocking with us, everybody who hit us up and let us know that we are helping them understand all the wild shit going on in this show because it is nuts. And yeah, man, we really appreciate everything y'all telling us. The feedback has been amazing. We're enjoying going on this ride with y'all. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and real quick, before we get into the episode, I do want to pull up that boy, Jonathan Majors, a.k.a. Tick, a.k.a. Atticus. That boy getting to it, dog. We So we talked last week about The Harder They Fall, which is going to be the Netflix movie that he's in, which is going to be the Black Western with him, Delroy Lindau, Regina King, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, I think we mentioned it last week. I know. I sent or were you. we talking yeah, about it? I like, sent you the Okay, joint. so. I'm like, I'm in this motherfucker. Everybody in this Yeah, movie. yeah. Okay, that was us on a text. So. Jonathan Majors will be in a Netflix movie called The Harder They Fall. It's going to be a black western starring everybody, nigga. Lakeith Stanfield, Idris Elba, Regina King. We got Trinidad Ant. We got Trinidad Ant. Wow. We got uh, Jay Johnson, Jay Johnson 313. Ant Genius. Everybody in that motherfucker. Um, Delroy Lindau. Like everybody you can imagine in black acting stratosphere will be in this film. But he not done. My nigga said we not finished. He just got announced he will be playing the villain in the next Ant-Man. This nigga can definitely be a villain. Though. Fam, he, fam. We're going to talk about how hard I think this nigga hits in real yeah, life. Because them punches look sturdy as shit. He looked like a nigga that's made from the 70s. Fam. Like, no. So he looks like he Yo, could be a good guy or a bad guy. Tell you exactly what my mom said the other day. Because I, I have my mom. Well, my girl has my mom watching Lovecraft. My mom and my dad, they don't really do the sci-fi fantasy shit, but she loves all the actors on here. And she's like, the story is dope, so I'm going to just go with it. She said this nigga tick. She was like, what era did they find him in? And I was like, what you mean? She was like, he looked like he was born <laughs> in 1930. Turned 20 in 1950 and then never aged from 1950. Like, this nigga is built, even like physically, like his actual, like, stature, his body. It's just mad 1953, dog. Like, dog is getting it in, man. Shout out to him. Um, Shout out to Journey Smollett. She showed a little butt crack this episode. Never mad at a skinny booty. Hi to all the little booties out there. Little booties matter. Never um, mad. 
I mean, never mad when they <laughs> little booties matter, man. They, they you, matter. Little booties matter, man. If I'm, if I'm prepared for the little, booty. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> you would know ahead of time if the little booty is there or not, though. I know. What um, the, I'm sorry. I'm shout out to everybody <laughs> participating in that period challenge. Shout it out. Shout out to that. And the mood challenge. And the mood challenge. Facts. Um, shout out to the internet for just making y'all do everything that's gonna get you fired if HR sees it later, man, when they do their background checks. Appreciate y'all. Um huh, like we do at this time, dog. What did you think about this episode? This one was wild, bro. Hey, listen, dog. This was a wild one, dog. Um This one went there. I watched it two and a half times. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, I'll be honest. The first 15 minutes, I didn't know what was going on. I missed something. Got you. Because I don't be learning the people's names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally missed something. And then I was like, yo. And then yeah. when I watched it the second time, I'm going to give this one a pair of buffs. Yeah, this this was a solid pair of buffs for me. For y'all who don't remember the rating scale, that's a four. Yeah, that's a four. This was a solid pair of buffs, maybe even some black sticks, dog. Like this I mean, was black, great. I mean, the dog. buffs could be blue. Buffs could be blue. They, they could be, be red. They could they be black. They could be gray. These was this. I really upon that second and a half watch, I was like, yo, this episode was nuts. It did get a little gory, to say the least. It got a little graphic. Um, they definitely ain't shying away from the from the blood and the gore. But if you can get past that, I watch horror movies to relax. Did you so this watch, don't bother uh, me. Did you watch True Blood? I did not. It's growing. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard. People True, keep True, telling me I need to watch it, but I True just. True Blood is like this shit. Somebody told me. They <laughs> put in the comments. Of, of, of True Blood. They said this is True Blood and Jim Crow. Yeah. Somebody just put that in the thread today. Shout like, out who did that. Yeah. Because this, I, I see that. I yeah. See it. Um, and, and they got to it. Like, it started off. Right in the fucking thick of things, man. So one thing I'm respecting about the last couple of episodes of Lovecraft, they haven't done what I thought they might do and jump the timeline because they could like the way the story is moving. They could go wherever they want with the timeline. They go back to 1930 with the timeline. We don't know. They definitely will be jumping the timeline next week. We Yeah, we could see the flashback to the Korean War. But um, listen. Nigga. Uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't understand what was going on. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I did not know that was Ruby. In the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah. I'm like Did you rec- recognize that it was the lady from yeah. the town? Okay. So I'm thinking so you know what I thought was going on? What's that? One, I didn't recognize the room she was in. Yeah. I'm thinking like, yo, because I had just watched the the wrap up from last week. Got you. I'm thinking like, is this the thing that he thought he killed and slit the throat? Mm. and it woke up in a different mm. body you know what i'm saying like i didn't like on some transferred okay so what i thought when she woke up, i immediately recognized that this was the girl that lady from the town yeah. who had the dogs so what i thought was this is her waking up at her home and we gonna see aunt hippolyta back in Artem. And old girl is now like the ruler of Artem because Christina gone and her dad did. Mm. That's what I was thinking they might do. I didn't really know. But when she woke up so like panicked, that's when I started thinking maybe they not doing what I thought. And then um, I knew I mentioned last week um, on our podcast, this episode would focus primarily on Ruby. So when she started freaking out, I began to put it together that ding, 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 this ain't the white like it is but it ain't this is ruby which made me think 
was the white lady ever the white lady? So the white lady got killed. Well, we don't know if she died. In the book, you remember when Ruby or when Letty gun butted her? Yeah. In the book, she put her, she was comatose for the remainder of the book. Like she wasn't, she was important later, but she but, was comatose. So, but in the movie or in the show, she dies. When Letty hit her with the thing, she's supposed to be dead. Why would she be dead? Because she's got a butt. Like, um, yeah, knocked her fucking head out. I don't know. But what I thought but was that a real person. Well, so I think it was a real person. What I'm thinking is maybe she needed to die to be used in this transfer. But Letty did it though. Yeah, but she's still dead, and Christina only know them people from the I'm town. Like, what if that was another? Yeah, a potioner. Yeah, it, and it could have been. It could have been, dog. Um, because we saw the captain, like, the police a, captain, a fake body, a fake body. Yo. For those who watched the episode, um, I know it wouldn't been Christina. Yeah, Christina and them they were in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she been talking to Ruby and been talking to Letty, so we knew it wasn't Christina. I was just confused why they used her specifically, but I'm thinking we might get some sort of response to that. But Ruby woke up white. That ain't when you a thick black singer. All right, I'm about to say this on the pod because I want everybody who listens to this pod to see it. Because I can't unsee it. Y'all look at this episode again or any episode that Ruby is in. Ruby looked like Luke James in the face. <laughs> and when you see it, it's the hardest thing to unsee in my life, nigga. She looked like Trig. Look like Trig. She looked like Trig. My nigga. It's, I noticed it last week, but confirmed it last night. She looked like Trig in the face, and it is blowing my motherfucking mind, dog, because I'll be wanting her to just bust out singing uh, whatever Luke song you can imagine, dog. But anyway, Ruby woke up in this white lady's body. Now, mind you, last week when she had sex with William, other predictions we made was, yo, did she get pregnant by William? When he sucked her blood out her hand or whatever and did that whole thing, did he put something in her? Was he doing something to her like... What was that moment between probably, them? He probably had to take her blood for that. For potion. him to be able to do his potion. So Facts. I didn't realize it was Ruby until Ruby was in the bed. Till she came back. Yeah. After she started peeling. Yeah. Shit. So what I thought what was going on is that that was actually the light, the white lady. Mm. And she woke. I thought that they put one of the monsters inside of her. Mm. Remember when, so when she Christina, started, yeah. when Christina like gave yeah. birth, whatever to the I'm, cow. Yeah. And she, yeah. So when old boy came on, put them damn gloves on. And, and when he stabbed her, you could see an eye in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't know that was Ruby. Yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. this, like this one of them things he yeah. used her, which she probably thought was, was needed yeah. to, to, to bring forth whatever they were trying to create. Yeah, like a conduit or yeah, something like that. Okay. Clearly I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, but no, that's a hell of, because again, the episode starts so abrasively, you don't really have time to think and I about what's going on. And I forgot that was the same bed that she fell asleep in last episode. Yeah. So, question for you, because I've been, and I'm going back, so I'll know the answer to this by the next time we record, but is that still Letty House? No. Because I'm like, where are they that don't nobody else see the two of them? Like, they've been in there all along, well, maybe bro. That's, maybe that was it. She did fall asleep in a bed. Yeah. But that wasn't the bed, was it? Because that's a circle bed. Yeah, that's a whole round-ass bed. Yeah. So, how did they get to... I don't know, dog. But I was... The, the reason it had me thinking, it was two things. One, I'm like, fam, Letty's still using this house as a safe haven for black people. So, there are mad other people in the house, which we saw... 
when Montrose was getting his ass whooped by Tick. All the mother niggas ran out to help and get Tick up off him. So I'm like, okay. I thought that was at Montrose crib. No, Montrose lived in that little ass apartment in Cabrini Green. Or no, that was Sammy's apartment. But still, Montrose lived in that little ass apartment. Yeah, that's what I thought he no, was. No, they were at, the only reason I know they was at Letty Crib, because then you remember when Tick left, he went in the basement to her yeah. photo lab or whatever. But um, I was like, maybe, because that's also a big ass house. And I'm like, maybe it's just so big she got her own little area, because it looked like she in the master bedroom with dog. It makes sense, because the basement is. Yeah, the, so, and that, yeah. so that was what made me think, when she made the comment like, um, what goes on in that basement? And I was like, mm, we know Letty basement is fucking wild. So, all right. Uh, but it just got weird because to that point, it was like, uh, why don't nobody see y'all going in and out and interacting and whatever? But as long as the spirit comes in as William, he's not blocked by that goat's blood because William was invited in. Christina wasn't. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Um, So Ruby woke up. She was this white lady from Artem. She doesn't know what's going on. She's naked. She in a panic. She threw a robe on and went outside. Worst thing you could do in this moment is go into town. Like she trying to get the fuck on. So she runs into town. She's seeing all these black folks. She don't know what the fuck's going on. Bumps into a little young boy, knocks his popcorn over, knocked him down. Before he could even say a word, the cops rolled up. Nigga. I never want the cops to be that attentive in my life. Nigga. Never. So they pulled up and they like, is this little uh, nigger harming you? What did he do? Did he assault you? And she like, fam, he didn't do nothing. Like, I don't know where I'm at. And they were like, well, ma'am, we were looking for you. Your husband wants you. And she she knew immediately who they was talking about. And she like, um, he's not my husband. Da, da, da. And they was like, he said you'd say that. Like, come with us. So they threw her in the back of the car. And while she's in the back seat, she starts spazzing out a little bit. Literally having like body spasms. Yo, shout out to uh, Sean the Terrible. <laughs> Let's look at this tweet. Oh, shit. It doesn't matter what show it is. If it's on HBO at some point, you're going to see two men fuck. <laughs> Fam, that's enough. We're going to talk about Montrose. Oh, shit. And, and not just Montrose, but specifically, we're going to talk about Michael K. Williams. Because right? that's my dog. That's one of my favorites. But we got to talk about Michael K. Williams and his HBO contract. Uh, we're going to talk about Mike, Michael K. Williams in this interview he did on Hot 97 a couple years ago. Mm. Mm. So she gets in the backseat with the uh, with the cops. They're taking her back to Letty's house where William's waiting outside. They pull up. She's already having these body spasms. You can see shit going through her bones, through her spine. William picks her up, takes her in the house before she fully turns, right? He takes her in the crib, lays out some plastic, put her on the fucking floor, Cut her ass up. This shit was brutal. This whole episode was brutal, but this was the start, right? And, and like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So while he's in there dismembering her and cutting her up and pulling whatever is out of her, in her chest, out, there's a, a newscast playing in the background talking about an locust. invasion of African locusts. And it's talking specifically African about... African locusts. Yeah. Kenyan, to be specific. Um... Which I thought they would say Nigerian because the actress is Nigerian, but I ain't going to get into that. But they're talking about an invasion of Kenyan locusts coming to America. And they're saying that the locusts grow in five stages. And they're basically talking about from them like cocooning from this form to a butterfly. 
coming out, basically, dog. And that's what this episode... We learned right in the beginning what this episode was about. And it was like... Coming um, out. In X amount of time frame, is going to be there. They're, they're fully... Yeah, it takes a week for them to be fully sexually something, nigga. But it was like, okay, I see the bars y'all trying to give us on the low. Um, And then that's what the rest of the episode was about, man. Uh, So William explains to Ruby when she wakes up in her black form. When she sleep. Yeah. Air Fake quotes. sleep. Yeah, because she was over there fronting. That nigga said, motherfucker, I know magic. Nigga, I know you woke. Nigga, you squeezing your eyes to keep them closed. <laughs> that nigga sleep. William said, I'll be pulling that. Uh, what, do you, what dog saying coming to America? Nigga said, you conscious, nigga. I'll be pulling that fell on your head shit on me neither. Nigga, you conscious. So dog telling her like, look, Back when I was studying and, and doing all this, I wanted to recreate the process of metamorphosis for humans, though. And he was like, everybody laughed me, laughed me out of the fucking room in the whole like medical field. I was disgraced, whatever. By chance, I ran into this fucking professor named Hiram Epstein, who was a disgraced professor. Listen, dog, I got to say this shit. Mm. Um, because I wouldn't be doing my due diligence um, if I didn't. But it is it is it's an issue online about this whole story plot and Hiram Epstein. Yeah, and they said it's anti-Semitic, and the writers put this in there. I saw that um, about yo um, specifically on this episode. This is reinforcing the stereotype about Jewish men or Jewish uh, clergymen. Taking the blood of black babies to yeah. uh, to do this and to whatever. do experiments and shit. And yeah. why would they uh, reinforce uh, anti-Semitic blah blah blah? Um, listen, um, if you feel that way, um, I can't tell you that you don't. And if yeah. your feelings are hurt, I can't tell you that you're not feeling whatever you're feeling. Um, I do feel it. I, I do find it strange, however, that any bad guy or any villain or anything wrong in anything can be. Any other group of people except this one. Yeah. And when it's this one, now there's an issue. Yep. Um, I don't think it's fair. I don't think that because the writers put this particular plot in there that that means this show is anti-Semitic and yeah. like, yo, this is again. Just because the men's last name is Epstein or Epstein or whatever yeah. they pronouncing it, that's not fair. And y'all don't you can't you can't keep doing this. Because when you really have a situation of very valid situations, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are anti this and anti that, like you, you can't keep doing this every single time. But since you do, yeah, like I said, and a couple pods ago on Shop Talk, we got to be that very vigilant when somebody's anti-black. Yeah, whether they doing it on purpose or not, we got to call out anti-blackness the way that others call, call out, out different things yeah. because we got to keep this shit even across the board. And here was the thing, man, with this, um, with the whole Epstein specifically, as I mentioned on our episode one through three recap, um, in the book, the character's name is Hiram Winthrop and Hiram Winthrop is the owner of the house that lady moves in, but he's also the other person who started the order with Titus Braithwaite. So in the book, Hiram Winthrop makes a lot of sense in in general like so in the show my confusion was never yo why would they make this anti-semitic and change it into this quote jewish last name it was they can't be bad jewish people 
Nope, apparently not. You can be bad um, black, bad white, bad Indian, fam. bad native, bad uh, Scottish, bad everything. Fam, rich Jewish people uh, helped. They, they, they. Poor Jewish people get put in gas chambers, nigga. We know. And ghettos. Fam, we, I hate the word ghetto. That's yeah, associated. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. But um, all that to say, uh, Hiram Epstein in the show was created. It's a brand new character. This is not somebody in a book. It's a brand new character that was created to be uh, an extension. So they changed Hiram Winthrop to Horatio Winthrop. Hiram Epstein is just one of his... Um, disciples basically so it's like i they i don't i'm not reading into the epstein and the part. only the uh, only reason i came across this article is because i was trying to figure out if hiram epstein was a real person yeah yeah, yeah. because you know how this stuff be loosely based on actual events so I'm, yep. as i'm searching online trying to figure out yo is this a real person did he really do like experiments on yeah anybody not just because, black people because we not gonna act like yeah People that, did not do experiments on, on black, black people, people and black babies. And, come on. And black, come on. Come on. We, we know that. Come on. Uh, we know that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out if he was a, a, a real person. And, I, and yeah. I came across that article and I was like, come on, man. I, I saw maybe a couple of tweets when I was doing research for that recap. Um, then I, I saw that article in different. Ver I, got, I saw different versions of that article. I'm like, yo, this yeah. is really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I um, But like you said. Other races, other cultures go harder on everything. Like, if they think it's an issue, they going hard. They don't care whether it's really a big deal or not. They going to the fucking floor, and that's just what it is, man. But we not going to act like doctors like, um, what's, what's white dude that experimented on everybody? Uh, they call him the, uh, the uh, father of gynecology, uh, James Sims. Look oh. up James Sims. Call him the father of minor modern gynecology. Mm, I'm not him. And he experimented on black women. Of course. And yeah, we we not gonna act like uh, what's the, we not the gonna act like Henrietta Lacks. We not gonna act like Henrietta Lacks didn't exist. We not gonna act like y'all didn't make a, a a polio vaccine and give it to a specific place. Um, on the continent of Africa, and that's the exact yeah. place that HIV came from because y'all was y'all ro rolled out. SIV first, Fam. and then y'all turn that shit into HIV. You made all these people take this fake polio vaccine. Like, y'all experiment Dang. on us all the time. Polio also being the last fucking disease that was cured in America. Like, cured. As in, if you got it, we can get rid of it, and you'll never get it again, nigga. So, Google. Yeah. SIV. SIV. And the polio vaccine. Google smallpox. Google syphilis. Google Henrietta Lacks. Google James Sims. You'll find out what me and Jay talking about. Anyway, great. Uh, that was a great aside right there. Um, back to the episode. So William is telling Ruby when she finally wait. Well, he's telling her while she sleep. Yo, I met Hiram Epstein when I was getting laughed out of fucking rooms. I wanted to create metamorphosis. He was a disgraced professor and scientist. He was the only nigga who listened to me. So me and him got together and we start coming up with some shit. So now we figuring out a little bit more. Now that we know that William is Christina. Fam, not only was you, we already kind of figured that you killed your dad on purpose. You invited Tick there on purpose. You got Montrose there to bring Tick there. You brought Tick there to kill your dad. But now we seeing, oh, and you was working with your dad's mortal enemy, Hiram Epstein, <laughs> nigga. You was in bed with the enemy really learning how to do this metamorphosis shit. And he wanted to permanent, but like, yo, we, we found a temporary way to do yeah. it. Yeah. And, um... 
And he told Ruby, like, yo. He said dude was trying to find out, open up portals. Yeah. Uh, it, through magic. Through science, but ended up doing magic. And then was like, what? Well, honestly, which is my 100% belief, they're they one the, the same. same. Yep. Because what you think is magic is just some shit that you didn't know. Magic and science, yeah. same difference. Facts, facts. And uh, he basically told Ruby, yo, that white lady I turned you into? He was, she was like, you know, did you do that? Like, what? Oh, what she asked him was, I dead when I was that white lady? He was like, no, nigga. And it was kind of funny because when she asked him that, and then when we see her turn into the white lady again, and more now that she knows what's going on, she's comfortable. She seemed more alive. What more alive. is the process of turning into the white person? Drink the potion, fall asleep, wake up white. Like and how or. What's the process of Braithwaite, Christina, turning into, like... Into William, yeah. Because she get bigger. Oh, girl had to get smaller. But not only does she get bigger, she essentially turns into the male version of herself. Same hair color, same eyes, same pale whiteness. Like, you don't really change that much other than changing your gender. Um, but you turn Ruby into a whole white lady. Ruby is a whole black lady. And I say whole, I mean whole, nigga. Ruby got a whole lot of ass and titties. Ass, titties, ass and titties. Ass, ass, titties, titties, ass and titties. <laughs> and she got a lot of it. But that nigga told her, like, yo, you ain't die. You ain't got to do none of that shit. Like, Did you he, die, though? He told her. Well, you know what, though? I actually thought about that, too. Like, uh, did she die? Because... What we also don't see is Ruby interacting with anyone else but William and Christina while she's Ruby. We saw her interacting with the other Lodge niggas and shit when she oh, was she a waitress. Interacted. Oh, she interacted. <laughs> she but, interacted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, she never interacted with none, not Tick, not Letty, not, we ain't see her around nobody else as Ruby after that. And I'm like, did she die to be this woman? I don't know, bro. But. She turned back into the white lady and went out and had a motherfucking ball. She was going places. They was giving her free shit. They was opening doors, pulling out chairs. They was doing all the white shit. And it seemed like she was living life. I mean, it's the first time, like, when she was explaining to um, William. Yeah. She was like, yo, I've never been looked at that way. Yeah. They looked at me. Like I was somebody, nigga. With concern. Fam, William asked her, he was like, yo, I left the, I told you you ain't have to do the potion again, but I left the potion and a whole stack of money over there on the dresser. Why you ain't take the money? She said, oh, being a white woman was my only currency, nigga. I ain't need shit else, dog. And I said, oh, that's a bar in itself. I'm like, yo, white folks just get free ice cream? Fam. Like, is that what's going? We got some white listeners. I mean. <laughs> hey, man, no. Shout out to the white listeners. So y'all um, get free ice cream? If y'all get free ice cream, let me and Jay know because we need a scoop. Uh, I thought about buying one of them white suits. <laughs> I, for whatever reason it's one of them ads that's on my, my Instagram and it yeah. will not stop every day it's one of them fucking little you was gonna little, do a social experiment or something 100% hey. I might steal might as well nigga Halloween coming up you feel me? ain't shit else to do you can't trick or treat nigga COVID I might go to Somerset as an old white man see, oh my god see what kind of love I get oh my god I might go out there and steal some buffs see if I can pick up some young black girls oh man all you gotta do is say you got a room see how we gonna go go to Benny's Anyway, um, is that wrong? Am I, I going to get canceled for saying that? Shit? You might, and I might with you. So I'm going to uh, just let y'all know that. Uh, social experiments for TV. Yeah, no, we just want to see how this shit work in Detroit, man. But 
she goes around. She having a ball as this white lady. Even got the bright idea to go get her job at Marshall Fields that she got denied about. Or that she didn't never. Yeah, never. Well, she had applied before and got denied. Oh. And she said, "I was going to apply again." But then when she went down there, she saw the one black lady and got discouraged immediately. Never reapplied. So then she goes down there, had an interview with Dog. Left out that bitch as the assistant manager, nigga. That's how being white gets you, fam. She didn't say shit. Fam, that nigga asked her about... Because she gave her resume just with another name on there. Said her name she, was Hillary. She could have used her name. So I got a little info too, a little background um, on why she used the name Hillary specifically. So in the book, Ruby is like... I know on the show so far, they've talked about how she wants to be this uh, whatever and work at Marshall Fields, whatever, whatever. But in the book... She named when this same thing happened, she named herself after Sir Edmund Hillary. In the book, she wanted to scale mountains and be a Sherpa. She didn't want to be wild as shit, but she wanted to be a Sherpa. And Sir Edmund Hillary, who was the first man to scale Mount Everest, nigga, real in that shit, the depth, (laughs) nigga. But uh, in the book, Sir Edmund Hillary is the first man to scale Mount Everest. Um, and um. He was the first man to scale my numbers in real life. But in the book, his Sherpa um, was like who he credited for helping him. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. So in the book, Ruby's inspired by that. You got it, nigga. Keep going. Is a that- Sherpa basically helps you like. So Sherpas were the indigenous climbers who aided all explorers who were climbing mountains and scaling mountains. So that's what the term Sherpa means. Like, so them niggas actually did it before. Yeah, Sherpas. Sherpas <laughs> been here before. Like, we be up in the motherfucking mountains all the time. Like, now. yeah. Let me tell you, don't turn left. Yeah, don't you, turn left. You the nigga. first American that did that shit. So she wanted to be Edmund Hillary Sherpa um, in the book, but in the show, I like to call back to naming herself. Hillary Davenport. They got Hillary from that. So just felt like giving y'all a little bit of knowledge. I still ain't read straight through the book. I kind of look at the book based on the episode. But um, anyway, she goes into Marshall Fields, interviews, says absolutely nothing, walks out to assistant manager. Nigga, I just wanted to work behind the counter. I ain't even want to do all this she shit. She shared her story about why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave them bars, which was her real story. Yeah, her real story. Which... It's always funny, right? Like our real story resonates wild as fuck when it comes from white people. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you watch that show Little Fires Everywhere, the Carrie Washington's daughter on there wrote her story to get into Yale about her experience being black and being poor and being on the run or on the go with her mom and kind of being a nomad. And then the white daughter, Reese Witherspoon's daughter, stole her paper and used it to get into Yale. Wow, that's wild. Wow. But again, our stories. I never watched it. Yeah, Phenomenal fucking show. Probably yeah. the best thing I've watched this year. You've ruined it for me. It's like, no, I'm fucking Oh, it. nigga. <laughs> I wish that was all I could yeah. tell you, nigga. It's so it much. really good. That Everybody shit was, was phenomenal, good. dog. Like I didn't want to see the cry. So you know what? Carrie Washington's Carrie cry Washington didn't face. even like bother me. Okay. In this, because it was such a wild story, and I'm gonna tell you this, because a few people said, "Oh, it starts out slow." I didn't feel that way, but if you thought that, I'm gonna tell you, nigga. Episode four is the last episode you would need to get to before you don't ever have to say it's slow no more, nigga. That shit go nuts after episode four. So get into it. Little fires everywhere. Shout out. Um. Anyway. Ruby gets her job and like she living her life as this white woman like but she's still learning how to control this potion 
because she drinks the shit. She turns white. She goes on the interview and dog hired her on the spot. And he's like, yo, why don't we walk around and do a tour of the store? She couldn't even do a tour because she Breaking dropped down. her damn potion and she started changing back to Ruby. I don't think they needed to show the metamorphosis as many times as they did in this episode. It was, and again, I'm not a, I don't get what weirded I, out by Gora, but it was just like, God damn. I guess the first time we saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. But then I guess the set, the they more time they showed it, doing it, bro. she was more comfortable with it. Yeah. Cause it's it like, hurt. it's nothing. Cause William, she even, uh, William was like, the pain will get better over time. And she was like, that pain. wasn't pain. He said, like, I feel like I was being unmade. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Who wrote that, nigga? Really? Nigga. Unmade? So then uh, on the other side of town or on the other side of Letty House, my nigga Montrose, he's sitting there after he killed old girl last Hands week. Hands bloody. Hands still bloody. He's sitting in a chair. It's the next morning. Um, Letty and Tick are coming in the room. You hear them talking. They got all these ideas. They like, yo, maybe I could take her down to the library, start teaching her English so she could explain these spells to me. They walk in there. It's just Montrose. Ain't no indigenous girl. Where she go? Indigenous person. Indigenous person. Yeah, facts. Uh, two souls, nigga. So they walk in there and they like two souls. <laughs> they like, yo, where she at? And Montrose didn't say a word. She and gone. Letty was like, you just let her leave. I think he said. Yeah, she he gone. did say she gone. And Letty was like, you just let her leave. Letty looking out the window and all that. And that nigga Tick start thinking. And he looking at his dad. He see them bloody knuckles or bloody hands. And Tick just hauled off on that boy. Start whooping that ass. Whoop, they Opened up bro. a can. Jonathan Majors looked like he hit hard as shit. Them look like some country ass punches. Dog. That nigga looked like he hit like you remember. Have you ever? I mean, you watch boxing? And yeah. Shit. You ever seen them old fights between like uh, Joe Lewis and Jack Schmeling? Yep. Like when they got like the leather gloves, yep. but they kind of like you I know it ain't no padding in the motherfuckers. <laughs> he, hit, he looked like he'll be yeah. hitting a nigga like that. Dog, it, that shit looked like it hurt real bad, and we saw what Montrose's eye looked like at the end of that shit. So he beating his daddy ass, and you could tell like this ain't just about you killing old girl. This is I've thought about this moment my whole life, and you've taken everything away from me. And yeah, you man, took this away from me. So he beating his ass, Letty yell out for help. A bunch of niggas come out to other rooms. They come and they grab uh, Tick off him. Tick gets up. He runs down in the basement. He in the basement now. He looking because, oh, that's what set him off. When he said, yo, where is she? And she was like, Montrose was like, she gone. And then the nigga was like, in the papers? Because we went all the way to fucking Boston and went through hell literally to get these papers. And the fucking book of Adam and all that shit we needed, nigga. That's gone too. Cause you scared, nigga. Fam. And so we beat his daddy ass. So now he in the basement looking through all Letty photos. She's a photographer. And he's trying to find out, did she fucking take a picture of the papers before we got or when we got back? He looking through all her shit, can't find none, look through the negatives, can't find none. Letty come down there with a bat like take. Well, she couldn't see the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first. She came yeah, yeah. down there. And uh, and he he going on he like Letty, Letty give me the fucking give me the I... fucking papers and then he looked down and saw her hand she said, she gripping his back and then that's when he left like yeah like nigga you you because now you scaring your me? girl dog like you run this down there for me you was gonna bat me to for death me? in front of my dad you can't scare your girl that bad but you ever scared your girl probably I think when I broke my hand I scared her so I was in like a rage. <laughs> 
But it wasn't like, I ain't punch her. Yeah, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, police. Know that. Um, <laughs> no, you got to tell the police. Nice. But uh, Never me. No, no. But I was just, I was like, I was having one of the moments, man. This was, you know, during the top. Yeah, not the top of COVID. But it was like the height of all the like protests and shit going on. And I was just angry, upset. Like the world was bothering me, dog. Like Trey. Yeah, I was having a Trey moment, man. And I saw real quickly why Trey swung at the air. Because <laughs> when you punch a concrete-ass Detroit apartment wall, nigga, that bitch will shatter nine bones in your hand and your wrist. So that's how I ended up there. But um, I think that might have scared my girl. Other than that, I don't think I ever scared her. But I think with the anger that Tick showed in this scene, like you almost beat your dad to death uncontrollably like she had to get help to get you off i mean my dad beat my ass too so yeah and um they talked about that later like tick went to the uh he took all her negatives and all that shit he went back down to uncle george garage he down there looking through everything and she came and brought that nigga the, the negatives of the the pictures of the papers and she said i did take pictures i just didn't develop them yet here you go. Why the fuck you ain't tell me that shit earlier? Yeah, you could have absolutely saved us a lot of time. Like, you could have put your bat down and brought the pictures. But he was like, yo, I'm sorry. And she say, um. Don't be scared of me. She say, you scared me. He was like, she was like, you always act like that? He was like, I didn't realize I had that type of rage in me until I went to the war. So now we talking PTSD. Yeah, he was like, the the my dad, so where you going to kill him? Where you going to kill him? He was like, I've, I've, I've imagined it for a long yeah. time, but I never thought what he had in him, yeah. I would ever have in me till I went to the war. Yeah. Run that shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, she says something to the effect that, you know, she was scared of him. And yeah. Don't be and scared. And he said, don't be scared. And then they had a little power scene, nigga, and facts, they got facts. to it. Shout out to the body double. Cause that for definitely her? Was, that was definitely yeah. a body double uh, in a lot of those scenes. Yeah, yeah. And there was somewhere you had to show her face, and it was, but yeah. I'll, shout out to the body double. Shout out to the body double. Um, Again, little booties matter. And uh, well, the body double wasn't that little. Cause they, cause <laughs> the saw, body double had a curve on yeah, the a little undercarriage yes, on the joint. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was Yeah, different. yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you at. I know where you at. Um, that was a nice scene, though. It was. That was a nice scene. It was like, better than the power scene. 100%. I never need to see them two teachers fuck again. Nigga. I don't ever want to see teachers fuck. I'm done. Unless that's the category I selected. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, question about, this is a convo I was having in the thread. I think the more powers Tick gets, the more obsessive. He gets with this shit. So this was a great conversation yeah. that she brung up. Yeah. And because she referenced like, you know, maybe it was best that your dad let him go. Leave it alone. We'd have been just like such yeah. and such. And I thought he was going to leave it at that. Yeah. I'm thinking like, in my head, I was like, me better tell him it. Because Montrose has been saying the whole time, I kept all of this from you because I didn't want you to. It's dangerous. I killed old girl last week because I want you to stop. It's dangerous. So he was like, uh, Letty. You know, my dad didn't just just let it go, right? Yeah. That's not what he meant when he was gone. And boy, and Journey she, acted this shit out this whole part, too. But see, this is a, this is a, a really good conundrum that's the end. Because she like, yo, this shit's just so evil. Yeah. And then I felt like Tick was talking like a nigga. Yeah. Who just like, but, but we ain't going to use it for evil. Yeah, and but that's we 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 just trying to do good, ain't we? That's the obsessive part, right? It's like, yo, yes, 
And Tick, here's the thing, though. He don't even know the gravity or the extent of the power that he could have yet. Shit, the power that he has, like, inherently you have this power. He don't realize it, though. So the niggas in there trying to convince her that, yo, once I figure out all these languages and shit, we're going to use this for good. Because he's looking at the, um, what's that little thing called? The glyph trying to figure out and decode, like, all this language and shit. And he's looking at the glyph and he going through all this and she's like, Tick, this is evil. This is the devil's work. And he liked it. It's only in how you use it. We, we ain't going to do it like that. We ain't going to do it like that. Yeah. I and mean, listen, what we, what we trying to do for? We trying to do it for good, ain't we? He sounded like an alcoholic yeah. in denial or a drug 100%. addict in denial. Um, And the fucked up part was it really started making me feel bad for Montrose, Uncle George and Letty. Cause I'm like, yo, I, I started thinking Tick is becoming obsessed with figuring out what this power means, what he can do with it, what it is, da da da. Only other person we know has this level of power is Christina. She's also obsessed to the point. She killed her dad, took down a whole castle, nigga, trying to figure out how to gain full power, trying to get an understand. I need to know these words of Adam and all this shit. Tick is becoming that same way. But it's like, it's a catch 22 because now that we know this shit is in motion. Yeah. If we don't learn this shit, one, we don't have a way to protect ourselves. How do ourselves, I protect my family? And two, how do we protect the fucking world? Because on the flip side, it's, is she just trying to get power for power's sake? Or is she literally trying to make the world some diabolical shit? Because right now, ticking them don't know it yet but motherfucker they creating whole people they out here metamorphosing into people nigga like come on dog literally mighty morphin powered niggers so when uh william yeah was, was dealing all that stuff with um with ruby. ruby she was like yeah i'm just gonna ask you for a favor at some point yeah insignificant favor he bathing her and shit that's how you get your girl to do you a favor bathe her nigga. wash her feet yeah um uh so after all this shit after that scene um, you know, it's some William and what you call the shit. And he said, I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. I mean, that favor and shit from you. He cashed in. And he just wants you to do a party. He was like, yo, he was like, look, I got you something to wear. <laughs> she thinking she finna put on a dress and all that. I didn't get it until I saw her. Yeah. And it, well, I got it when they opened that box and I saw that damn maid uniform. I said, oh, she ain't with it. And he was I like, yo. Seen Burgundy. I didn't realize it was a maid. Yeah. <laughs> so she go and she played a maid at the police captain's little function. And she there, she walking around, handing out hors d'oeuvres and shit, little deviled egg type situation. And uh, she goes to the back to meet Christina. And Christina handed her dun, 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 a glyph. Same type of glyph that the nigga Tick was looking at trying to figure out this language. He was decoding shit. Christina handed her a glyph with the same little word that he couldn't figure out or a symbol he couldn't figure out. And uh, she handed it to her and Christina was talking to her and asking her about William and saying shit like, oh, William does like a, a strong woman. And, and it was just wild because it's like the whole time you're him he is i and i am him nigga slim with the tilted brim what's my motherfucking name christina braith white hey listen no, hey, we don't plan this shit no, no man this shit just happens for real um so then christina told her like yo i need you to go do the rest of william favor and i need you to take this glyph and put it in the captain's office I wonder what that did so 
from everything I read from the book and like looked up online, Christina thinks that putting the glyph in his office will start to reduce his power. Hmm. Whatever he can do, it'll start to take it away. And then when you go and look up what Tick was able to decode from the shit he saw with that symbol, that that died, that D-I-E, I'm like, maybe it's something there with this glyph. I don't know yet. Now, it was interesting, the story that she said that old boy shot. Yeah, um, so she said he tried to kill William, threw him in the river for dead, but little did he know that nigga was still alive, and I, you know, I took him over and brought him back to life. Boom, boom, boom. AKA that shit wore off. Like, what happens if you die while you in that shit? Do you just metamorphosize into yourself again or and she, walk the fuck away? Or is she lying? Or if, like you just said, he tried to kill me as William, but I just died as William, woke up as Christina, and turned yeah. back into William again later. Like, yeah. so yeah, we still gonna figure that out. But um, it was interesting that. I guess she thought she was hiding uh, uh, somebody in the, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the house in the closet or whatever. Turns out that that person is dead. Yeah, and he stole money or something, and they essentially reanimated him. Yeah. to torture him or whatever. And the captain, he basically doing everything that Christina and William are doing with this metamorphosis shit. They're just utilizing it differently. Going back to what Tick said, it's about how you. you even though I think they both using it for evil, but now I don't think that. The captain is metamorphosizing. I think he took a black person's body. Yes, he that did. That nigga got a whole torso from a black person. Because go back to Hiram Epstein and the experiments. Yeah. And they mentioned he was doing exactly that, nigga. So, and you could also see the staples. Yeah. So from the, from the closet, I'm like, oh, this nigga tattooed the yeah, fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tattoos is everywhere underneath the shirt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he probably got some clans, tats, some racist shit, blah, blah, blah. But as it got close, I'm like, yo, is that black skin? Yeah. And because when he put his shirt on, then you see them little staples. I'm like, yo, this nigga got a black body. Whole upper torso, black as shit, That's man. Wow. Like, this is really weird that white people used to think of stuff like this. Do you dog. know why bodybuilders put all that shit on them? Oh, the tanning lotion and all that? Nah. So they look black because black muscles look better. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. I'm I mean, gonna- yeah. That's why the, all the white, they look dark yeah. brown. Like, they literally... No, their faces be pale white. The rest of their body be darker than me. And shiny, Shit is crazy, you know, yeah. Because the, the aesthetic looks better. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking weird. Um, What else was going on? Oh, so it was an episode about coming out, man. So let's let's talk about this part real quick, man. Thanks. Uh, so the episode was about coming out, about blooming, about blossoming, about going from a cocoon to a butterfly. Montrose. So he gets beat up. I'm thinking he's going to go back home and go into a drinking stupor. I'm thinking he might even die, like drink himself to death type shit, because your son just whooped your ass. You clearly can't stop him from going after this power that he's trying to gain, and you just killed the one thing that might have really helped him understand the depth and the gravity of his power. But Montrose didn't go home. He went over to Sammy Crib. I, re- I quote this again. It doesn't matter what show it is. If it's on HBO, at some point, you're going to see two men fuck, fam. Enough. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Cabrini Green because they rep Cabrini O Green. That's that's what lets you know what was really going on back in the shot. They walked Montrose walked up to Sammy Door. Sammy's the bartender owner at a bar that they be at, who they've hinted at him potentially having a relationship with. Smokey Robinson looking motherfucker. Montrose knocked on the door, went in there, didn't say a word. Nigga Sammy just start unbuckling. And then they had one of the most uncomfortable sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. And it wasn't because it was two men. It literally looked uncomfortable. Yeah, fast. This looked like rape. 
Like I I didn't enjoy watching this at all. Um, it was it. yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. But what bothered me most, I never need this nigga Michael K. Williams to spit a glob of spit in his hand. Oh my god, ever. That was the yeah, that was wild. HBO went there on a different level of going there. Um, but then we confirmed in this scene because me and Jay said it last week that it was kind of rumored. There was some things going on in the script. Montrose is clearly gay, and then it got me to thinking: this is where his anger stems from. Not just being gay and being unable to come out because he talked with Courtney B. Vance, Uncle George, about their dad beating him. So clearly, you'd have got beat. To beat the gay out. Probably tried to beat the gay out, or he just knew if he knew I was gay, he would beat me to death type shit. Either way, not good. Um, But then I thought, too, because you remember they've still, they ain't answered it yet, but they've hinted at Uncle George being tick dad. Yeah. We know Hippolyta not tick mom. So I started thinking, damn, why would Uncle George, if he was really tick dad, why would he not claim him? Why would he let Montrose claim him to protect him? That's my little brother. Yeah, I, I'm not going to let my little brother get beat up and get fucked up out here. If he have a kid and we say it's with my old girl who's dead, hey, nobody can fucking deny it. He ain't gay. He's just a single dad out here. Or Hippolyta. But they was together. Well, or Hippolyta um, was his beard while she was alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she would have had to be alive at the same time that baby was yeah, born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but either way, not Hippolyta. Hippolyta is the, the I one. Mean not Hippolyta. Yeah, yeah, the mama. mama. Tick mama, tick, tick mama. mama. But um, either way, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to protect my little brother. Let him claim my son. That way people won't think he gay out here. But if I'm Montrose, damn, I can't come out because my daddy going to beat me to death. Then when I'm older, I can't come out. You can't be out and about. This is a different yeah. time. This yeah, this is a different era, nigga. You already can't be out and about being black. You can't be black and gay. Nigga. And that was a conversation that... Shit, you damn near can't be black and gay now. You can't, really. It's it's different, it's different. than it was then. Yeah. But I ain't going to sit up here and tell niggas it's, it's easier. It's all good. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, And and shout out to all our black gay listeners, man. We we support y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. Um. That was a convo that Sammy and his cross-dressing friends were having when they were getting dressed to go to the club. Like, you can't be black and gay. You got to pick a poison in this world. Just how um, Ruby was like, I don't know what's worse, being a woman. Or being black. Or being black. Yeah. Because even when she would turn into the white woman, you're still a woman. Yeah. And uh, it's a a lot of depth, a lot of layers went into those convos. But for Montrose, I think that's where his anger comes from. And then I started thinking... Is he trying to protect Tick or is it I just don't want you to know who I am for real, dog? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, like, yeah, I may not want you to be around whatever evil I've seen come from this whole Braithwaite shit that I know you connected to in real life, but I also don't want you to get so deep that you figure out I'm not your dad. Mm. Now you really going. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's. Well, you're not my father. you my yeah, father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of raised you, even if I didn't raise you the greatest. But when you figure out I'm not your dad and you figure out why. Oh, you know what? The why is the problem. You know what? What's that? If I figure out that you're not my dad and you beat me all that time, no, we probably don't got yeah. no connection. Yeah. And that's no connection. And when you figure out it's because I'm gay. And I found out you're gay. Yeah. And I found out you're not my dad. Yeah. And I found out you beat me. Oh, no, it's over. 
It's a wrap. Let's talk real quick about Michael K. Williams. Um, does he have a gay clause in his contract with HBO, nigga? Because this shit getting three out of four series that he's been on. Everything other than Chalky White. Well, I mean, there was a conversation that he had on... On The Breakfast uh, Club, yeah. No, on Hot 9-7. Oh, pardon me. You're right, you're right, you're right. On Hot 9-7. And uh, they asked him about his sexuality, and he said he didn't want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But he still... I don't know. He didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> he still answered, and he basically said... Uh, I am what I am. He's gender fluid. Well, he's fluid. Got you. You know what I'm saying? And he's currently in a relationship with Tasha Smith, the actress Tasha Smith. If y'all don't know Tasha Smith, look her up. I ain't got time. So he's with a woman currently, but it's kind of full circle conversation. Did you see uh, Andrew Gilliam? Gilliam came out today and said he was bisexual and that was a part of all the shit he was going through a couple months back. All right. This is a, this, 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 this a thing. Yeah. You can be bisexual all you want. All day. Uh, but when you live your life, King. But when you marry to a woman, you can't cheat, man or woman. I don't, nigga. Give, I don't give a fuck if you like yeah. men and women. Like yeah. once you're in a committed relationship, ain't you supposed to be with only that woman? Yeah, you can't be married to a woman and use bisexuality as an excuse for why you because cheated. Because if I cheat on my wife, I'm be like, but I'm heterosexual. Mm. I still like women. It don't work that way. It don't. It don't work. So that way. you being bisexual, yeah, don't got nothing to yeah. do with. Getting caught in a hotel room with with drugs and drugs, and guns. yeah, I mean guns. I mean <laughs> drugs and uh, drugs and men. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like I don't. And I get it that that's a safe place to go under yeah, the yeah. LBGT. It's yeah. a safe place to go under, like yo, because if you, you get you a lot of support that way, if you say something about me, it's gonna be like you, you anti. No, fam, you yeah. like for the wife, fam. Off top, you just cheated on your wife for the wife and kids. Fam, no one embarrass me out here. Yeah, we 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 putting on the front that we some happy family. And Whether your sexuality is whatever for the LGBTQ community, I'm sure they would tell you, like, nigga, nigga, don't, don't use us here. as a scapegoat. We Even not your, was cheating. We not your scapegoat. You can't fall back on being gay or being bi or whatever the fuck. Like, nah, we 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 not allowing that, nigga. So what he really doing is just fucking himself. Pause. Um, but Michael K. Williams, I did find it interesting that this is now his again third out of fourth character to have a gay arc to the point that now I'm asking because again, Omar. No matter who you ask, Omar is probably a top five character on any TV show ever. Him being gay on that show was never a distraction. It was never, it was just like something, an added layer, right? His character in The Night Of had a relationship with a dude. He was hiding it. And then when niggas found out he killed the dude, he was fucking in The Night Of. Um, but he was also in prison. Not that that's an excuse, but it's something that happens, nigga. Like, we know it does. That's life. But now here we are with. Montrose, and it's like, all right, now I'm curious, like, what so, is it going to bring to the story? So we talked about two people within the last couple of weeks, uh huh, um, who I think use their art in a very specific way. Yeah, uh, we talked about Chadwick Boseman, facts, who as an artist um, embodied these great black characters, legends, legends. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And as a way of art, I can put that out. Yep. We also talked about my current favorite actor. Um, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. And like, yo, he uses, he has a very specific, the last run of movies. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm acting because I want to bring attention to the Black Panther. Yep. Uh, this blackness in general. So blackness. Everything is in blackness Black in general. Black experiences in America. Um, yeah. I mean, it's very possible that Michael K. Williams is using his art. Yeah. 
and the way he expresses himself to to bring attention to the fact that um you can live you can be a homosexual male you can be gay yeah. and still be a tough guy yep still be manly still be a be, hard ass dad be you know a what I'm saying? killing still, ass gangster still be respected and like you don't have to take a quote-unquote yeah. knock on any different yeah. thing you can still do things so that, maybe that's maybe he takes on those roles to to express yeah. that way without without it without even him ever having to make a speech yeah or write an article i'm gonna do it through my heart i'm just gonna be and then you, you see that yeah. and then maybe somebody who was an omar and well shit maybe omar made it cool for young thug could have and could've. i say that in jest yeah but like, it made it cool for and and that's the thing like when i say that i hope um nobody thinks that we're being insensitive or i'm being insensitive like i'm really curious yeah. why three out of four of his characters on these legendary hbo programs um lovecraft already legendary five episodes in like what them having that that gay story arc or gay role or whatever um and then this case what it being hidden like ultimately what it means to the role like i really would like to know um what his thoughts were about it and and what he's bringing to it because like hbo like sometimes it typically it has to make sense yeah yeah yeah. i don't i don't want to just throw it on there hbo don't do it just to do it yeah Yeah. so you know maybe this a a, i hope we find out more be perfectly honest since all of these things all these episodes are about different monsters. monsters. Yeah, maybe coming out is defeating a monster. And being everybody came into themselves. Being gay and being black could have been considered being a monster. People looked black people looked at you like a monster. White people looked at you like two times a monster. Mm. So him coming out could have been defeating the monster. So yeah, hope that wasn't an offensive combo. Like I really am it's curious. Not meant to be that it wasn't meant to be at all. Like I really am curious what the uh, what the thought process is behind that but he came out man he went to the bar with sammy after he got beat up sammy and his friends were cross-dressed they were was that how, what, was that celebration about him coming out though i don't think so i think they were just having a night and i think in that moment he became overwhelmed with like because they picked him up and yeah flew. now it became a little like about him in the moment <laughs> but i think initially it was just yo you came to me for protection but we got to stay to go to you was probably going to come to it with me anyway but now it's a little different you your son and whooped your ass but you know what let's go let's have a good time get your mind off things and i think while he was there he realized how free everybody was when he got to the door he said was it the abbeys this time or the niggers or the niggers yep who are the abbeys abolitionists i don't know I don't know. I, I don't I know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Abby's was an interesting term. I saw that on and the I, on I, the the first time I, I I heard I watched it. I didn't have a, the the captions on. Yeah. I thought he said, "Was it the family or the niggers?" Mm. Because like, if he got a history of getting beat for being gay because of, from his father or some shit, I don't know. But yeah, I don't I'm trying know. to Google it. Um, Abby. Abby uh, in Hebrew is short for Abigail, meaning my father's joy. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Whoa, um, whoa. Oh, Abby in Urban Dictionary means a very insecure girl. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that would fit. But man, if it's something, we'll we're going to look that up week. and bring that back next week, man. But um, I definitely thought that him asking him that was like, yo, you get beat up. Like when people find out about you. You get your ass whooped when you black and gay in that world, man. And it's just, it's fucked up to see how many additional monsters and horrors that black people have to deal with 
in addition to being black. Like that shit is just nuts to me, man. So let's talk. Let's go back to Ruby. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's wrap Ruby. Wrap up. that up, man. How'd you feel about how Ruby act when she was white? She was white. She went full Karen. She was treating the black employee. She was trying to make it like she was trying to help the black employee at times that already worked at Marshall Fields. But then she was also talking down to her. Like, think, I'm better than. I think there was there was definitely a... Um, so what I saw was... Yeah. Um, when she turned white... Yeah. She helped a little black boy at first. At first, yep. Cool. When she was uh, asked about... How you feel about the color? She was like, I think they should get they the fine, same opportunities yeah. yep. and stuff like that. Um, and everything was like good. I think she felt kind of nervous when she was around the other white ladies. Yeah. Um, but she was she kind of like she leaned into it eventually. Cool. Though. When she went out there and talked to old girl again, yeah. And she was talking to her, and she found out like nigga, I ain't, I ain't, I went to the she said seventh grade or some shit like that. Yeah, I didn't graduate from, from high school. Yeah, um, I didn't go to. I don't have any other credentials that you did, yeah. and you've gotten denied here before. Yeah, so I think that made her upset. Yeah, with her, and it's like, yo, fam, this is a great opportunity, and you want to do shit for it, and yeah. I got to turn. Then I then I had almost had a personal problem with you. Ruby started affirmative. Ruby, as Hillary, started looking at her like she was an affirmative action hire. Yeah. Like, oh, they only brought you in to be the fucking black representative. But my white ass, like, she in that moment, she would have forgot she was black. And she would have said, my white ass went to school for this and trained and did all this. That's another monster. Because old girl Cause even some said. Because some of us leave the confines of our neighborhoods and yeah. shit. And you get into a certain uh, a social status. Yeah. And then you start looking at. You start looking down on people who were quote less than and she literally even said to uh to old girl like well the old girl said to to hillary i ain't even know they did classes over there like she ain't no nut she ain't have a like damn nigga how you well she she came on a whim and and here's the thing they could have not hired ruby for a number of reasons you could have been too abrasive in your interview you could have been too big for what they was looking for. You right. could have been That's two too black, struggles. like nigga, and in, it's just in the in the Marshall Fields yeah. nineteen whatever. World. Or you know what? You could have been too black because guess what? We might have just hired this other black girl. We wasn't hiring two of y'all. You might have missed your window, nigga. So it, and it's just it's unfortunate, but I think she it, it was kind of wild because Ruby woke up in a nightmare, right? Then she started living her dream life, literally, as this white woman. But then slowly realized, even in this white woman in this other skin, it still can be a nightmare, depending on the angle, dog. And and toward the end of it, realized that ultimately being in that white skin wasn't for her. Yeah. Until Christina told her, yo, take advantage, though, nigga. Go do something with it. I didn't give you this skin so you can be white. Yeah. I gave you this skin so you can be you can do whatever, whatever the, the fuck, fuck you want to do. You can, so, be un, you can be uninterrupted. Shit went out with the uh with the co-workers and shit. They went to the south side. And when they went out, she fucking uh saw her boss from Marshall Fields, the white guy, um basically harassing the the black employee, the black lady. And so Ruby thought about it and she went in there to quit. She told the boss, like, yo. I'm quitting so I could fuck you and it won't be no problem with HR. And the boss was a little hornbag, rapey ass nigga. So he like, oh shit, he with the shits. Hillary getting down on her knees. She unbuckling dog pants, got him butt ass, tied him up with a belt, nigga, put the belt around his neck. She did all the freaky shit. 
And then Oh um, That's because um, She got the, I don't know what the girl name is to take him to the to the to the south yeah yeah side. the chick from the the black girl took him to the south side and she saw that she was getting she, harassed by dog in the alley uh, yeah duh and she yeah. called but specifically he called, called her, her a nigger, nigger bitch. bitch yeah and that's, that's what set really, Ruby off that because really, Ruby was also fresh from a change like the only reason she was even in the alley was because she didn't have her potion yeah and was changing back into Ruby from Hillary so when he called old girl a nigger bitch and Ruby just went back black. That's when it was like, okay, all she needed was Christina to spark her and mind. I, and yeah. I, I already asked about the nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You was about to rape her. Yeah. Y'all told me he was straight laced, uh, but some gave me the little inclination that he wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. so she um she told her, or she went to dog, she went to his office, told him she quit, wanted to get freaky with him, got him tied up, put the belt around his neck, had that nigga thinking it was about to be popping, and then she took her fucking heel off. She started changing back into Ruby, and she stuck a whole stiletto in that nigga ass. Mauled, mauled that nigga. She pegged the fuck out. Whoever the fuck <laughs> created this scene has been thinking Ooh. about doing that to somebody in their life for a long time. Cause that's I got bloody shoes. Oh man, the music placement was perfect. It was actually two Cardi songs, and they was perfect. Yep. When they played Money at the beginning, right when yep. she started working at Marshall Fields, perfect. Nigga, this fucking Bodak Yellow moment was crazy, nigga. Nope. I was like, yo. Because it was the shoes that they talked man, about that she had tried on earlier. Said, nigga, these is red bottoms. These is bloody, bloody shoes. shoes. As she put the stiletto out that nigga ass, I was like, my God. Think about it. He can't tell nobody that happened. No. Nah. First off, it's a bloody mess down there. One. And two, you're going to be. Two, no, who's going to believe you? Yeah. And like. And a nigger bitch did that to you. A nigger bitch did that uh, to you. A white lady transformed into a black woman. No. They gonna no. Be like, first off, they're going to look like they're the who'd you kill. Yeah. Because it's what is hair, all this blood? It's face, it's skin, and nah. A nah. whole person shed in here. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is you talking about, man? And then she goes back to the crib. She's realizing what happened. And when she's sitting on the stairs, William walked in. And William's looking disheveled. He looking distraught. He rushing to the bathroom. He like, yo, can you give me a minute? She like, nah, fam. That nigga William broke down right there. Nigga started changing. Next thing you know, the big reveal happened, man. William became Christina Braithwaite and everything went fucking nuts. The whole internet lit up. I don't know why because me and Jay Ben told y'all, dog. I told y'all niggas. Told I told y'all niggas. niggas. He coming home today. Nigga. Dog. So how do you feel now knowing officially Christina is William, man? Is she gay? I don't know what any of this shit means now to the story. Because here's the thing. Christina's still looking for the orrery. She's also still looking for, like, she's trying to get the captain's powers. Like, it's a whole bunch of shit happening. Oh, We told you William was coming home, or Christina was coming home today. Yeah, um, crazy ass episode, dog. Like I, I really was, again, not blown away because we had already started having them theories, so it didn't necessarily shock me. And you could see right in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. we forget? Uh, the the one thing is they found like eleven of the twenty six letters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Somehow when Tick saw something. 
he looked and called back to yeah to wherever the fuck he was at. Yep. He called back there. Oh, and, at the um, end, yeah. Yeah, and talked to the person over the phone. To South Korea, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, he was like, how did you know? And then that's when he saw the word die. Die. Um, so, so I think she might have, and we're going to see more next week, obviously, yeah. but I think she warned him. Because he was telling Letty, like, yo, I'm in love with you. Like, we together now. And she was like, I, right, who is this Korean chick? Like, you said that before and you was about to leave. He was like, I fell in love with a chick over there, too. It ain't work out. And I did some wild shit over there. I was in the war. Shit happened. It got weird. I came back over here and now I'm fucking with you. But I think that the Korean chick warned him about something. Gotcha. And he ain't listen. Mm-hmm. And then it made me start thinking about his dad warning him, Uncle George warning him, Letty warning him. Like, nigga, but you want to what are you? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to find out next week, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all let us know what y'all thought, man. Check out the uh, other episode about Power on 119. If y'all hadn't already listened to that, go join all the socials. This Week in Culture, episode 120, we out.